Hello, and welcome back to the Building HVAC Science Podcast, where it's our goal to help create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping the two professions to better understand each other with the ultimate goal of making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. I've been meeting a lot of interesting people from the tech world in the last year or so. My new colleague at Duckling, John Hohen, Shelby Brager at Conduit, and most recently, Brent Davidson. Brent has created the first U.S. heat pump summit coming up this November 2023 in Berkeley, California. There's plenty of links in the show notes. It's also heatpumpsummit.org. If you want to just jump right on it right now, I suggest you do. He defines success for this event as the attendees leaving with many new meaningful connections. It's structured to have a contractor focus so attendees will leave with tactical knowledge to begin using immediately. On his words, everyone admitted to this conference is on the same team. Whether you got into this work for decarbonizing buildings or a good way to make a living, we are all here with the same goal, sell and successfully install more heat pumps. This event is hosted in association with the NRF Institute and will feature expert-led training from a building science-based approach, broad knowledge across topics, including how heat pumps fit in a customer's home electrification journey, the future of the grid, and more. You should attend if you work primarily in heat pumps or building electrification. The summit's focus also includes a few main topic areas like building science, smart tools, companies making heat pumps and building electrification hardware, software for sales, and remote heat load estimation. Companies connecting electrification customers with contractors, demand response technology, and also HVAC pros that are in the field. There's a great list of featured speakers, including my pals Joe Medash and Eric Kaiser. I'll also be there broadening my network of connections. You want to make sure to head over to the website, Heat Pump Summit, with two M's and one T.org. Scroll to the bottom and join the Summit community for discounted tickets, articles on new tech for contractors, invitations to Heat Pump Happy Hours, which are already going on on Tuesdays now, and all Summit updates. Okay, let's get into the conversation with Brent Davidson and find out about the Heat Pump Summit. Man, I keep on getting these new and interesting guests. I don't know where they're coming from. Maybe not coming out of the woodwork, but coming out of the heat pump. In this case, Brent Davidson. How are you doing today, Brent? I'm doing well. I like that introduction. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Apparently, you're a fan of my humor. You've talked about that before. You better watch it because it can get go all out of bounds on you too. So <laughs> we'll try to be careful with that. But Brent, I kind of discovered you through LinkedIn, I think. Yeah, I think I reached out to you through LinkedIn and I've been spending so much time on LinkedIn lately. I cannot remember how I made my way to you, probably through True Tech in one way or another. Okay. So you've created an event called the Heat Pump Summit. Tell us what it is, where it is, and then also get into why you did it. So the Heat Pump Summit is a one-day event in Berkeley, November 13th. So that's Berkeley, California, for any of your listeners in other parts of the country. And it's a one-day event where we're really just trying to advance the knowledge base for contractors on heat pumps. Everything from breaking down initial customer perception, to getting the sale, to doing proper heat load sizing for a heat pump, good install, proper commissioning, and avoiding callbacks and any issues that might come up with a customer probably getting a new piece of equipment. It's very contractor focused. There will be some higher level content talking about the grid and some things like that. But really, this is supposed to be tactical, show up, get some great information. There's a training component and be able to put that into use the very next day. 
It's a very tactical event. And then the origin, basically, long story short, I've been in software for a long time. I fully admit my background is not in HVAC, but I've been working in solar since about 2019. And then in the last year, I've started helping some tech startups in the building space. And I saw a lot of innovation in that space. And I, some of that's been featured on your podcast. I just listened to the one with Conduit and Shelby, big fan of what they're doing. So I see this innovation. And at the same time, I got to know some contractors and saw that in a lot of the workflows and technology, it wasn't as up to date as I would expect necessarily for something that is, it's a high ticket item for customers. Feed pumps are fairly advanced technology. These are trends and factors that would lead to, hey, we should be using the, you know, the best stuff to size, install, sell, keep track of customers, these kind of things. And so on top of those two things, we have obviously heat pumps growing and those require, like I was just saying, more precision and not all the old rules necessarily apply. So it just kind of seemed like there was a couple of these factors coming together and we're merging some of this world of the new technology that's coming out with contractors who are eager and seeing, hey, last year we sold more heat pumps and furnaces. Time is now. I got to get on board and figure these things out. Like I said before, the goal is to help contractors sell better, install better, reduce callbacks, grow their business. And it just seemed like an event might be a fun way to get the community together and get people that good info. Have you ever done an event before? Not of this size. A number of evening meetups. And for those that don't know, there is a website called meetup.com. So that's meetup with a capital M and pretty common in the software world to have professional events in the evenings. And so I've hosted those out to a couple hundred people and Stuff like that, but we're putting together a more full package here. And so it's a little different. It's been fun so far. So when did you first put it out there? And what's the reception been over the last few weeks? Really probably three weeks into lining up a promotion push for the event. So talking with some of the rebate networks like Tech Clean California, if anybody in California is familiar with them, as well as some distributors, including large ones like Gemair, uh, which is owned by Watsco. And they sell 20% or so, I think they said, of the residential HVAC equipment in the U.S. And so far, I've been really touched by the reception because, and this is something I think you talked with Shelby a little bit, it really feels like everybody's on the same team in this industry. And like I said, I'll admit I'm an outsider. I'm coming in trying to make something happen and help people. And very quickly, as soon as I give that quick pitch of let's get quality information together so contractors can sell quality heat pumps, quality installs make use of quality rebate money that's available now and not have a big wave of callbacks in a year or two when motors start failing. Instantly, people are on board and instantly people are wanting to help with that mission. So the reception so far has been very positive. I'm excited about that. Well, make sure everybody listening, heatpumpsummit.org, November 13th. If you can make your way to Berkeley, I think it's going to be a good excite. I've been promoting it in smaller circles. This podcast hopefully gets into larger circles. What's your target? You're like, oh, we did well, and oops, I got to get a bigger venue. What's the range there? Let's say the target is 200, and with about half that being contractors, a third of that being the broader building electrification parties, because we're all going through the same panel. So you're going to talk about one big piece of equipment. It's pretty good to have in the conversation. Where is the customer going with other pieces of equipment? And then sort of a remainder of a little bit of the longer tail of industry from Certainly, this is a Bay Area event, entrepreneurs and investors, to building consultants, engineers, rounding out the attendance with that. 250, I think, would be the happy point, maybe even towards 300. The venue is awesome space on the UC Berkeley campus. And that actually has quite a bit of capacity, depending on how you configure the rooms. And it's one of these big ballrooms with dividers and stuff. So we actually have quite a few options, all the way on up to a total attendance of like 900. So I don't think we're going to get there, but a small enough event where it still feels somewhat intimate, you can meet a lot of different people and it's approachable and stuff like that. 
you talked a little bit about your background. Can you dig into a little bit more and, and maybe talk about those points that overlay with your mission now to create this summit? My kind of work in energy and then transitioning into the building space started with solar. And I used to work at a company called Borrego Energy, which is a large engineering procurement construction firm or EPC. And Borrego is a real dominant player in the space. They're very well known for kind of the CNI scale, commercial industrial for solar. So if you've ever been to, there's a Six Flags theme park in the Bay Area that did all the rooftop parking structure solar you park under in the shade. <laughs> they really got a great reputation in colleges, stuff like that. And they were looking for, and are still on this journey of going beyond just being that service provider and bringing up a lot of advanced engineering in-house to really, and I can't say necessarily exactly everything that the team's still up to, but really automating a lot of steps of making ground mount solar with software. So pretty ambitious projects in there, bringing together way more than just engineering. So I did that for a while and then wanted to pursue a bit more of a startup-focused kind of experience. And so for the last year and a half or so, I've worked with a variety of different companies and getting closer to the building space. Things are doing project finance for different pieces of building hardware and stuff like that. And then where those interests then overlap with the heat pumps is you have a lot of same situations. I was working commercial solar, but residential solar and residential HVAC share some similarities. Then software in general, once you work in it for a while, I think it starts looking more similar in the different. It's all about workflows and whatnot. And that led me to our HVAC startups and whatnot. As it relates to then the event, it's saying, hey, well, there's a lot of innovation happening in this space. And people that want to be running great businesses and be cutting edge, it does seem to be that the pace is picking up. And I think we've seen that clearly in the startup community. Various things have, have I think, helped move that along faster. And then smack in the middle of that, you've got an entire change of equipment types that demand new techniques. So that's a bit how I see those things coming together and what led me to the event. Can you be specific about any software trends you've seen in HVAC that you've investigated or run across? In short, something like Service Titan, that's very dominant industry, purposely has gone broad. So Service Titan, you go to their website and you can be a pool maintenance provider (laughs) or you can be an HVAC person. So they've been successful going broad, but I think it's about to all go very narrow. Because we're seeing the specialization happening and we're seeing a big push around with heat pumps in particular, getting to a higher level of knowledge needed to do that. And also, just quite frankly, the startup community and the tech community is getting into HVAC and realizing this is a big industry. (laughs) And the first one on everybody's radar, it's not Facebook and Google and these things. But I'd say the secret is out that this is a good industry to be in. And you're seeing something from a wide variety of individual point source solution tools, one just for sizing, one just for your sales thing, one just for customer emailing. And I think we are going to see those coming together. Because if I show up to a house, I'm standing there as maybe the comfort advisor. I don't know what marketing this customer has seen. I don't know what they know about our business. Maybe have somebody that in Salesforce or Service Titan punched in that they made a phone call to us. Maybe I know generally what the equipment they want. But there's a whole customer journey and all kinds of touch points that for a really good sales process, which then isn't just about the sale, it's about leading to solving that customer's comfort problem. That really goes all the way through on down the line to, can I pull up the installation information? Can I pull up the floor plan two years down the road when they call with a customer complaint and the person on the phone, oh, your back room's cold. Okay, well, I can already see the problem. The technician didn't do something like that. And so given that HVAC is large, it's not going anywhere. And we're seeing a little bit of a transformation with this change of equipment and because of forces like the IRA and a huge wave of interest in working on efficient buildings, climate tech, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more action in this space. 
And the only way I see that going competitively is to specialize and to say, hey, this is a big enough space that's worth serving specifically with specific tools. Very interesting. You talk about customer journey and their touch points. Is that something that you get from the experience at Borrego or somewhere else? Or is that just you intuitively? What's going on? I've worked in a variety of different areas in software. I've done this work in solar. I worked at a drone surveying company for a while. So there's a more technical industry specific. I started my career at Intuit, which is the company that makes QuickBooks and TurboTax. I worked at Adobe for a while, makers of Photoshop and stuff like that. So I've really moved between technical industry as well as very consumer-focused industry. And the more that I look at really software and the value that it provides to people who use it, it really just comes down to simplifying workflows of tasks they're probably already doing or wanting to do in some way. So if I think about the flow of how a services firm or an HVAC firm works, in my brain, I start tracing out all of these different little pathways of little bits of pieces of information of customer lives here, their house type is this. And I start thinking that in terms of a data structure (laughs) and all these pieces should know about all the other ones. And then you can really start, once you have that abstracted view, take a quick look, oh, here's how those pieces come together and trace across and why five years down the road, when a customer calls with a complaint or a question about their system, what pieces of information that are detailed from an interaction that was five years prior should be surfaced to that. And right now in Salesforce, unless you're pretty proactive (laughs) and you're asking your techs to do a lot of stuff, I don't think you're going to have any of that info in there. You mean Salesforce or Service Titan? Sorry, Salesforce and getting down to a detailed level of like a floor plan and exactly what height, say, an airhead minisplits put at and stuff like that. So that's a little bit of a made up example. And again, not being from HVAC, maybe there's something that I missed is stupid. But generally speaking, piecing those pieces together is what software is about. Sure. Are you engaging with any forms of AI to start connecting the dots, maybe? Or maybe it's just it's too early. It might be too early. I've never seen you physically, so I might be interacting with some right now. (laughs) Just on podcasts, 21st century, you never really know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) AI is an interesting topic. The things that people outside of software might not necessarily know is that back when we first started having email and you had the spam filter, people called that AI because it's reading your email to determine if it should put in your inbox or your spam. Previously, that was not something that computer was thought able to do. So the phrase, you know, AI is here comes about every decade or so. <laughs> so that's the first thing to keep in mind, a little grain of salt. Things like customer service. AI is, I think, here to absolutely change stuff. And I think we're seeing that change fast. Things like replacing your customer advisor doing 170% of things remotely. At some point, you got to get to the house. At some point, you got to see what's in there. So I think it depends, broadly speaking. I don't necessarily see the industry flipping upside down. But within how many folks you have in the office answering the phone, that could change substantially with the advances we have right now. On the design side, I'd probably defer back to somebody like Shelby from Conduit for a deeper answer there. Let's take you forward to December. The summit's over. You're basking in the glow of all this interaction and attention, and people are walking away with tactical knowledge they can use. What's next for Brent? I like that. If we have what I would consider success for the event, which there's obviously some lower, more modest goals that I think we'd still call successful. I think already we see enough demand for this information and need for it in the community. Matching that with a successful event is obviously a separate thing, which is my job at the moment. 
if we can do that, I think there's a very ripe opportunity to have one about six months later in the Northeast. Because one, people aren't really flying across country for a one-day event. Two, the market and the building stock is somewhat different. And even already, some of the startups I've been discussing with, they have products that are a bit more tailored for somebody who's got coming from a radiator versus a California-type home. But we'd like to get this information out. And I think certainly in the event industry, once you get a first one in there, it's much easier to go on and move to a second one. Yep. Going back, we did something called the True Tech Expo in 2011 and just made it up on the fly. It was a fun event. There's actually like a little video out there on our YouTube channel that we were preparing to do one for the next year. But then we got busy just doing our thing, selling products and didn't do that again. So I have deep respect for someone who puts on an event. And is it only you doing it right now? So currently it is only me. I started this wanting to take on something entrepreneurial, which anybody who's listening who's the owner of an HVAC firm can definitely attest to. Suddenly you're staring down a big much longer to-do list than you maybe had before or imagined. But it's been great. The reception from the community, like we talked earlier, has been very strong. And there's been a nonprofit advocacy and research group called the NRF Institute. That's E-N-E-R-E-F.org as well, if you want to check them out. They do basically validation of climate change claims by large companies. They've done a lot of work in HVAC. They've done some work for Daikin and Friedrich going out and saying, hey, we evaluated your claims around heat pumps and we agree these are going to be very beneficial for climate change. That group is very interested in creating a national heat pump alliance and giving a bit of a boost to heat pump specific conversations. So they reached out. We're in the middle of forming a partnership on this event. And what we're basically hashing out here is this being the inaugural annual event of that alliance. So you obviously have your much larger trade groups and associations that are industry-wide. This is not trying to compete with that. It's just trying to be a smaller carve-out for heat pump-specific conversations. So a little bit of help, but like the to-do list is all still pretty much me. (laughs) If a listener wants to help, I know that might not be easy to do, but what can we do to help? What can this very friendly community who's all on the same page for the most part do to help you? Well, I appreciate you asking that question, Bill. The number one thing is just sharing this event with folks who you think might be interested in attending. Any event organizer will tell you getting the core audience to show up. If you can do that, everything else follows. Every sponsor is going to be more excited about coming when we have people who are buying tickets earlier. A fun fact about the event industry, you sell 80, 90% of your tickets in the last two weeks for many, many events, even large conferences, because people hate doing stuff until they absolutely have to. (laughs) So the absolute best thing you could do would be tell a friend. And if you're going to attend, buy a ticket early. And every event also increases the prices as they go to try to get people to buy a bit earlier because it's easier for everybody if we know you're coming. I'd say the second thing, if you're very excited about this event and you want to get in touch, just contact at heatpumpsummit.org. That's on the website, right top center. You're not going to miss it. We do still have some room for speakers. We can talk more in particular what areas we're still looking for. And then if anybody wants to sponsor, we have a couple different options mostly all the usual conference stuff, vendor tables, et cetera. Also some sponsored speaking opportunities, which are separate from the main track. There's no pay to play. You can't write me a check to get up in front of the main audience. But separately, if you've got a deep dive on the products and stuff, we can make some space for that under the label of sponsored talks. Well, I wish you tremendous luck and I'm going to be there. True Tech's going to be there. We decided to commit on that last week after our conversation. So I don't know if I got to get with you to get some signups going here, but 
want to make sure we are our table reserved and maybe speaking too. And I hope you get going back to this True Tech Expo that we did. The harshest comment we got, and I hope you get the same comment, is we had the same food two days in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. And I guess you won't because you're only doing it one day. So smart. You're clever. But it does give me an opportunity to say that there will be breakfast, lunch, and sufficient afternoon appetizers. And I'll tease that I just yesterday spoke with somebody who has potentially very interesting VIP event in the evening, which may or may not, and I truly mean that because we just talked about this yesterday, but may or may not be a boat cruise around the San Francisco Bay, VIP evening event. I cannot confirm or deny that that'll happen, but it could be pretty great. Like I said, it's in Berkeley. If anybody's familiar with the geography, it's right on the water. And also news to me, as well as the podcast listeners, that True Tech's going to attend. So I'm very excited to hear that, Bill. Good, good, good. A real pleasure having you on. We should make a date for December, that day where you're basking in the praise of this event, because I know it's going to go off well, I can predict. And I think you're going to get at least 250 people there. That's my prediction. Hoping so. And like I said, it's been really encouraged. And I just do want to iterate as an outsider to the industry. I have been really touched by how friendly and on the same team it feels that everybody is in this industry. Like I said, I've done a variety of different things in my career from cutthroat consumer marketing spending, spending millions and millions of dollars a month on this stuff by big companies. And it's been cool to drop into this and just be welcomed to somebody who's trying to get involved and help get efficient equipment out there and et cetera. So it's been fun. Excellent. Real pleasure having you on the podcast today. And I look forward to seeing you in person to prove that I'm not AI. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Take care. You too. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Building HVC Science Podcast, where we spoke with Brent Davidson and learned all about the Heat Pump Summit coming up in November 2023. Other great trade-related resources and influencers include HVACR School, HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Reardon, the HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, HVACR Videos, HomeDiagnosis.tv, AC Service Tech, MeasureQuick, HVAC Chicks, a great support network, and the misfits of HVAC. I also host the Res Talk podcast where you can learn more about the rapidly expanding world of home energy ratings and peripheral topics. If you like what you heard today and not yet subscribed to the podcast, please consider doing so by searching for Building HVAC Science in the search bar of your podcast app and selecting follow or subscribe. If you have any questions about this podcast or any topics. In full disclosure, I'm a co-owner of True Tech Tools, and this podcast is a production of True Tech Tools Limited. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send an email to marketing at truetechtools.com, T-R-U-T-E-C-H-T-O-O-L-S.com. If you're in the market for tools or test instruments mentioned in our podcast or in just in general, take a look at what True Tech Tools carries and use the offer code HVACBS for a nice discount. I'll let you figure out what BS means. Okay, thanks for listening to this episode of Building HVAC Science. And I hope some of you listening do at least subscribe to the Heat Pump Summit community or plan on attending the event in November 2023. Take care, all.